season real quickly, your Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parker. Trip, Trip being unreliable right now. Hey, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Good. Hey, listen, I was about to. I'm struggling. I know you're struggling. I'm struggling. Listen, we're all struggling, but here's the deal, man. Well, okay, fine. What are you struggling with? I know you have a kid. Is that what it's about? No, no. I'm cutting weight for a oh. on the 14th. So I've been eating low carb all this week. Oh, Dude, that first week when you go back on the diet, trust me, that, that's that been, that was, I mean, the flu kicked my ass, so I've been eating like shit, but listen, here's the deal, man. I love you, and I, you know, I support you, and you're a great guy, one of my best friends, but this is what I have to say. Fuck you, okay? Fuck you this week, okay? I love you, but to hell with Georgia. That's all I want to talk about this episode. That's all I want to talk about. Florida, Georgia, this is the week. This is our week, man. This is- Are you- you know what I saw today on Twitter that just, just oh god, it made me so. Oh, I know what it was. Was it the Urban Urban Meyer timeout game? Yeah, <laughs> bro, greatest one of the greatest moments in Gator history. Oh, it made me so mad. Trip, admit it though. It made that me was- irrational, like Parker. It made me, ir- it made my whole day worse. Dude, was that not one of the most savage moments in college football? To be fair, so was Georgia marching on the field after the first touchdown. But, like, to me, to me, what I think was funny about that was, is, yes, Georgia did end up winning that game. But, like, to go march out your whole team on the first touchdown, it's like, really? And really? then my, my boy Urban curb stomped y'all, like, 48 to 10 or some shit and called three timeouts with 30 seconds left. Fucking hilarious. Bro, can we talk about how, like – the Georgia Florida rivalry is a the Florida weird, Georgia rivalry. No, Georgia Florida is a weird, weird game. Like it is. It there have been years where like the clear favorite just gets mollywopped. Yep. And like, like truly, like okay, everyone talks about Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama, Auburn, and USC, uh, Notre Dame, and, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, all these rivalries. But I don't know if there's, like, Florida and Georgia hate each other. Yeah. Like, bad. Yeah. That's the thing that cracks me up is, like, people want to talk about other rivalries. But what's funny about it is, like, no one, like, Michigan and Ohio State, right, like a lot of these rivalry games that people say are the better rivalry games in college football. The reason they're like that is because is because they have history to them as far as both teams. But recently, I mean, to me, to me recently, because this is how it went, you know, you had, you had Georgia obviously dominate like the freaking world war two times. And then you had Florida dominate the nineties. Then you had like, Oh, you're just going to skip the eighties. You World War II you're, times, bro. You're just going to skip II. the 80s. Okay. Post-90s, post-90s, Georgia, that's where Georgia picked up most of their wins in the series. I, you would agree with that. The numbers don't lie. Then the 90s, the Gators closed the gap. Then the 2000s, the Gators, the Gators, I went, the 90s, the Gators dominated the series. And the 2000s, the Gators won the series. And then in the 2010 era, Georgia has come back. But my thing now is, is like, the only, the only, to me, the only rivalry that kind of matches it as far as hatred is the Iron Bowl because, because we all know um, football means more in the South. And besides Alabama and the SEC, and besides Alabama and Auburn, the, the only rivalry that's worth talking about is Florida, Georgia. Yeah. Um, and we hate each other. I mean, to me, one of the things that sets, you know, the world's largest cocktail party apart from other games is it's like year round hatred. Like, like oh, go yeah. to Twitter, go to Twitter in mid June and just start searching through Florida Gators football stuff and Georgia Bulldogs football stuff. And you will find fans 
talking trash yes. to each other in the middle of the summer. Like I'm Bro. talking about making fun of each other on the recruiting trail. Yes. Like, I mean, it's just, it, it goes to another level that I don't see other teams. Any decommitment from each school, the other team laughs at it and is like, ha ha, fuck you. And the- even like, even like coaching changes, like. Oh, I know. Like, like Georgia hires somebody from Florida and Florida's like, yeah, but now Dan Mullen hired this person. So y'all really got like, it's like literally any move the two schools make and like teams fans are just on their neck and there'll be like a random day and it's just be like, Hey, it's been 44,000 days since Georgia hasn't lost, won a national championship. And it's just like a random ass Tuesday. I can tell you exactly what comes next. Yeah. But when was the last time Dan Mullen beat Kirby smart? And then it's like, like, arguing over like, I mean, it's it's just constant. And I love it. It's constant. But I love like it is it's it it is like I love it. I love it, but I'm sometimes I'm like, oh my god, this is like never gonna end. Like, and the thing is is like I think I say I you know, recently we haven't had much ground to stand on. Um so um, you know, but I do love it. It's a great game, and especially now, I mean the, the past I would say you could argue the past three years, but really, to be honest with you, we talked about this last year, and last year was a good game. Last year was a touchdown. The Georgia yeah. won by a touchdown. Uh, when we talked about this, we said this series is going to be so fun to watch with Damon and Kirby Smart. Dude, the last – you realize – okay, let me make sure – I want to pull this up to make sure I'm not – messing this up but i'm pretty sure this is going to be either the third or fourth year in a row where we're both top 10 teams so this is the is this the third year that uh damo this is the third year that damo ends uh, um damo at florida so yeah i think it's the third i third, think yeah i believe florida i think this is the second year in a row we're both top 10 teams i believe florida was 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 maybe 11 or 12 um damo's first year when we played let's see what the heck? I think we were fringe top 10. Okay, so last year we were number eight. Y'all were number six. The year before that, we were number seven. Y'all were number nine. Okay. year before that, we were number three. Y'all aren't shown as ranked, so I guess y'all that was That was Jim McElwain's last year. Oh, this is, oh, so yeah, this is the third year we've been in the top yeah. 10. Okay, then yeah. Third year. That's crazy. Third year. And, dude, that is like – and that just adds to the rivalry. Um, it just makes it – like, this has – like, it's always had SEC East. Um, it's always had SEC East implications. Right. But yeah. now it's got, like, national title implications every single sure. – Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun. I will tell you this, and I'm being – I hate saying this type of stuff, but I will say this. For the first time under the damn one error, and I know I've said I may have said it, but I I maybe I wasn't, but I feel like like I talk about gut all the time and like, you know, in my heart, like I just feel like some days I just like I don't know what it is. Like when I know when there's games that like I'm just like, we're gonna lose this game. And we like lose. And like and then there's games where I like we're gonna win and we win. I there is there's something about this week that I just feel good about. And that's the first time I can say that I felt that about Dan Mullen against Georgia, um, Florida, Georgia game since Dan Mullen's been there. I do feel good about this week. I think that, um, I mean, you could, we can sit here and talk about it, but, but it doesn't really matter until, until the, the ball gets snapped and, and the whistle blows, but you know, we'll see what happens. Both really good teams, but I think some circumstances this year and then, um, uh, you know, uh, Georgia's quarterback situation. I, I think, I think our defense shown that it can be a solid defense against Missouri. Who's had a lot of success against, um, good teams this year, um, on offense. So the fact that our starting defense only gave up three points against them gives me some hope. I hope it's not fool's gold and, and we look like dumbasses, but I do feel good. And, I think it's just going to be, it's really going to be as, you know, our, our offense, which is one of the best in the country versus your all's defense, which is one of the best in the country. So I think it's going to be a game. I think it's strictly going to be a game of field position and turnovers. 
Yeah, I do too. And I think it's shaping up to potentially be like one of the all-time great um, cocktail parties because both teams have so much pressure on them to win this game. Yep. Because Dan Mullen's definitely feeling the pressure of like, hey, the last few years we haven't had an elite offense and we've not been able to beat Georgia and we've won 10 games in a year. But but we haven't won the game that really matters in the conference. Um, Y'all beat LSU in his time there. Y'all beat – you know, you've beat everybody Everybody else in his time there except Georgia. So, he's feeling the pressure. Todd Grantham's obviously feeling the pressure after the performances Jake Fromm's had against him. Um, And you've got Georgia on the other side who we're back in the same old situation with Kirby, right? Like, he's beating the teams he's supposed to beat. He's, you know, having quarterback issues and, you know, you can go back and forth and saying like, well, he thought this, or we thought this guy was going to be healthy or whatever. Um, But it's the same old thing. And it's a situation where it's like, if Kirby loses this one, okay, this is a crazy stat. Since Kirby's been at Georgia, a regular season loss, what do you think Kirby's record is after those losses? I mean, I don't know how many losses he had. To close out the season. So to close said, out the season. So I know his first year he had four losses. So there's four games. And then he had, and then his second year he only had. Okay, one. sorry, not counting the, not counting the, um, the, the first year, not counting that first year. Well, then obviously he's probably like two or three and zero. Oh. Fourteen and zero oh after a loss. He's had a fourteen. Losses in a regular season? No, not 14 losses. After a loss, he has not had, like, other than that first year, after a loss in the regular season, he has won out in the regular season. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he, like, this is something he does well at. He he bounces back from losses, like the Alabama loss a couple weeks ago. Um, But it's a situation where it's like, once again, we're going, okay, man, like, you didn't beat Alabama, and you've got to get back to the SEC championship to have a chance. And you know, it's a, you've got a quarterback who people don't believe in and think can do it. So it's like there's just so much pressure, and there's so many storylines. Dan Mullen and Kirby Smart don't like each other. Um, like it's it's like a fa- like it's a famous thing among Georgia fans. Like what Kirby Smart said, like about the Gators, like in his first win over them. Like he literally before the game, he literally said, F these mother effers. Like that's like he literally <laughs> said that about and like he played it, he played it Georgia. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has like, the hey. Dan Mullen coached at Florida during the Tebow years. Like, this is like deep seated. They like, and that's the thing that's interesting to me about them being the coaches is that they understand the hate. Oh, they like, understand the rivalry more. That's yes. another thing that like I Mark Rick understood it, but like that's what I didn't like about like yeah, Mac- Mark Rick don't hate nobody. Well, Mark Rick understood the rivalry though, like but like Jim McElwain didn't understand the rivalry. Will Muschamp understood the rivalry, but he played for Georgia, so it's like yeah, so it was like a weird. You know, yeah, so I mean, my thing is is that, and another thing I look at too, which is exciting, is is this is the first time that Florida has had a quarterback that's been better than Georgia in this game since Tebow. Yep. And and this is the first time that Florida's had a good quarterback in this game yep. since Tebo. I mean, Felipe Franks, I would say this is the first time we've had a great quarterback. Felipe Franks, I would say, is a good quarterback. Last year is a, was a good quarterback. His first year in the morning was still progressing. But Trayon Harris and freaking, you know, Austin Appleby and, you know, whoever else. I mean, that just, you know, and y'all never got to play against Will Greer. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I'm saying that's exciting. Um you know, the things we look, the things I look at that, like, if you're a Florida fan and you look at the positives, the positives are you look at what Matt, I think Mac Jones and Kyle Trask are very comparable to each other, by the way. I don't know if you would agree with that. Um, but I think very, very similar play style, um, very similar attributes. Um, I think, um, I mean, bias coming in, I think Kyle Trask is better especially stat wise has played less games and has more touchdowns and um, this, that, and the other, but so, and we saw what Mac Jones was able to do to Georgia. um, But I don't think it's going to be that type of game, but um, you know, that's kind of the pauses. And then obviously the defense is trending up 
And then if you're if you're looking at the the negatives, it's or if you're looking at it from a Georgia perspective, you look at it as Florida's defense hasn't been great this year. So hopefully our offense can score enough, and our defense can our defense is elite, so where we can make enough stops. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like like it it goes in y'all's favor as far as you know because if you could think about it this way, if like if you were to take a little bit away from y'all's defense and give it to y'all's offense, Florida's probably going to win this game because Florida's offense is so damn good that if y'all's defense isn't as near if y'all's defense wasn't the top top three top five in the country maybe best then maybe there's not a chance because your offense is 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 lack is lackluster but i don't know it's just it's it's interesting obviously georgia i think i think georgia's mentality i know what georgia's mentality is going to be and i think you do too georgia's mentality is going to be run the damn ball as much as possible yeah because for two reasons We've proven Stetson Bennett is a game manager. And uh, and also for the fact that if you're Georgia, you don't you want to give the ball to Florida's offense as least as possible. How do you do that? Time management, time of possession, run the ball. So um, that's another thing. Like I think Florida actually had um, before the Missouri game, I haven't looked at the stats. Florida had scored the most points for as for the possessions they've had. Like they were only at, they weren't averaging many possessions a game. Maybe I think they're only averaging like five or six possessions a game, which is crazy to think because they were scoring so much. But you know, it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited to see um, to see what happens. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we will be running the ball a lot. And I actually was, you know, I read obviously everything that comes across my timeline is Georgia along with just seeing what other people are saying. And, you know, I listen to a, a specifically Georgia football podcast every week, um, multiple times a week. And there are some people saying like, they think that the Kentucky, the reason the offense looks the way it did against Kentucky, like running the ball so much and not trying to spread the field out and stuff is that we were kind of, getting in some reps on like what we were expecting to do against Florida because Florida hasn't given up less than 200 yards rushing in a game this year. They did it against Missouri. They did it. Okay. So, uh, so that's the one game they Florida, Florida only Florida only gave up 200 yards um, to Missouri. Oh, that's what, sorry. I said rushing Florida hasn't given up less than 200 yards of total offense, but before that they were like getting gals running the ball, uh, on against running teams like, like the people were just able to run the ball um and then georgia also has like a bunch of defensive injuries like yeah. jordan davis is a game time decision uh richard lecount was in like a motorcycle wreck on a dirt bike and was in icu this past week um julian rochester is a fifth year senior and he's out for saturday's game so it's like there's like here's my thing if dan mullen's gonna be kirby smart he better do it this year. Like he needs, he needs to do it this year. Um, because, and I think, I think Dan Mullen needs to do it, not just because he's under pressure from fans and, you know, Florida ADs and stuff, but I think Dan Mullen needs to also do it for Dan Mullen because here's the thing, Dan Mullen and Kirby Smart, are very different personalities. And I think Kirby Smart is more of like like a punch you in the mouth, like get in your face type of guy. Um, and a guy like that beating you year in and year out, like it just – like it's going to wear on him. Like, Kirby Smart is just like – what, and like if, if he's my coach, I would like it as well as far as like this persona. But Kirby Smart is just a dick. Like he just is. Like that's just his like – like, like he's not, you know, he's not the type of coach to make any type of jokes. Um, he's not the type of, like, like we all talk about how Kirby Smart and Dan Mullen both are goofy. But, like, Dan Mullen is goofy because, like, like his personality, he's just kind of, like, free and, like, let yes. loose. Kirby's, I think Kirby just looks goofy. Kirby, think, exactly. Kirby just looks goofy. But everything else Kirby's about him is not goofy. guy that, like, would, like, like, would literally fight. Like, He's that. Kirby's the type of guy, like, if you said, hey, you look goofy, he'd punch you right in the mouth. Yeah, exactly. Dan will, if you're like, Dan, you're so goofy, he'd be like, yeah, I am. Like, yeah. So, 
and and like we both love him for that reason but like and you know it's definitely biased but when your coach wins that's what that's yeah what and that's the thing man is like like okay i know you probably loved this because a you're the fight but i loved it not even the fight i'm not even talking about that i'm saying after that the Darth the Vader man, thing? Yeah. So I know you probably thought that was hilarious. Like Halloween, he shows up in a Darth Vader yeah. and you love Star Wars. But here's the thing, dude. Did you not see the message behind that, though? Bro, that is not why he did it. You think he just that brought out not, Darth Vader costume to be a dick to Missouri? I think he just did it to be goofy and funny on Halloween. He did? Yeah. That's but my point. So what's oh, wrong thought, with that? Oh, I saw a Florida fan saying he did it because Star Wars came out in 1980. And that was when Georgia last won a national championship. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. I don't think okay. that at all. But say, bro, if he did, no, no, no. People were saying like he wore the Darth Vader thing to be like the villain when he got when he got when he got kicked off. I so don't, what I'm I don't saying is, what I'm saying is, Dan Mullen does that goofy thing, right? He acts tough and charges refs and stuff against Missouri. Sure. No matter what your opinion is, he does that. Then he wears the Darth Vader costume in a like goofy Dan Mullen thing. If you come, if you do something goofy and funny like that, and then you show up to Jacksonville and get beat by a Georgia team that people feel like you should that had nothing to do with Georgia though. I know, but that's not, I'm not saying it did. What I'm saying is, is that you don't want to come across as this goofball coach like who can like similar to what Kirby some people say about Kirby he beats the teams he's supposed to and doesn't beat the ones he's not like I think oh, dude trust I think me Dan personality hurts him you never saw he continues losing to a guy like Kirby you never Dan is different trust me bro Dan's different in game Dan Dan is like fun I know I'm not but I'm not talking I mean about I remember specifically being at the Florida Georgia game last year and I remember watching Dan Mullen Eat fucking um, Billy Gonzalez's ass on the sideline for a, a mishap that happened with all with twelve men on the field, which he's the receiver coach. Dan Mullen needs to like. I'm not gonna sit here and make excuses. Like it is what it is. Like I'm not gonna back off the Dan Mullen statement. The Darth Vader thing was funny. He said, "I like to dress up because my kids never get to experience a Halloween or a Christmas because I'm a I'm a head football coach. So when I'm able I to know, do- but what yeah. I'm saying is is that when you do st- that stuff is fine." Mark Richt was like the happiest, go lucky, nicest guy, bro. Mark Richt literally. But here's there the were times, there were times when we were losing at halftime, and Mark Richt would do an interview with a reporter on his way off the field and smile and joke with him. Yeah. So I mean, what I'm saying is, when you do things like that, if you when you lose games on the backside of it, people don't like it, and Dan Mullen. Right now, people love him. He's goofy. It doesn't matter if he did that or not. It doesn't matter if he did that or not. People aren't going to be happy if he loses to Georgia. Here's the deal. But I think it makes it worse. That kind of personality makes it worse if you've got a dog, pun intended, okay, like but a, uh, in-your-face guy like Kirby beating you every Here's year. my deal. Here's, here's my thing, though. I see what you're saying, but it's so like, number one, I think like Dan Mullen's under the radar and everything he does. Same thing with a lot of coaches, but I just feel like Florida, like everyone, like, especially like, I would tell you this and it could be biased, but I, I really don't believe it is. Sports writers hate the university of Florida. I swear on my life they do. And the, they just like to write about shit that fucking Florida does. And, but what second- people, people have done nothing but praise Kyle Trask. Like he's the second coming of Jesus this year. Okay, but has he not looked amazing? That's yeah, but you're saying they hate him, but like you, they hate Florida, but they like been all over Trask. I haven't really read that. Oh, I haven't really read many articles about Trask where they've been praising him. He's not even on many people's Heisman, um, Heisman ballots and stuff like that. So I don't like. So no. Um, but secondly, the thing is, is like you said, yes, it looks bad if he loses, but it also, it also, if he wins, it's even funnier. So it's like. You get, but, like, but that is what I'm saying is like when you like when you do stuff like that, like it's a gamble. Like you better come out looking like either way, he's gonna look bad or he's gonna look good. So it doesn't really matter. I mean, I see what you're think saying. It does, man. I think things like that, and this is just by the way, can I be talking about come uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. Can we talk about how many fucking pussies were on the internet talking about um talk making that fight like it was some like big deal bro it was a big deal what are you talking about 
He was. He literally rushed. He rushed at the at the refs to argue to them. Yeah. No, bro. He had to be held back by four grown men, and one of them was a police officer. Bro, if you really think that Dan Mullen was about to go swing on a ref, you were retarded. But that isn't the point. The point is, is that he did that, and that led to teams literally fighting. And so then the SEC gave y'all a little slap yeah. on the wrist. Like but that's how the SEC okay. does. But don't act like the SEC wouldn't do that for any top-tier uh, SEC team. Bro. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying they do it for Georgia. Let's see, here's another thing, Trip, and I, this is what I don't like. That hit on Kyle Trask was illegal. And yes, and Mullen said he didn't even see it. He said that wasn't what it was about. No, no, no. You read that wrong. He did see. He's talking about you. Read you misread the article. He did see the hit. That's what he was arguing about. Bro, he said in his press conference he didn't see the hit. Where did you see that? He said it. He no, said he, he didn't see the hit. Bro. Okay. Regardless, say he. I I think you misread that. He obviously saw the hit. But here's the deal. If you're, if you're, if your coach stands up for your, his players, are you not going to like that? The whole team was hype. Like, and I saw recruits tweeting like, yeah, that's my coach. Yeah. Yeah. They were hype. And that's my point is that he incited a brawl. That's what he did. Okay. And sometimes you have to do that. I don't think so. Fire up your team. He did it against Vanderbilt that one year, and we came back. He, Georgia Georgia did that shit with Mark Rick and had the whole team rush the field after a touchdown. And no, Florida didn't fight back, but that's a fighting back offense. And guess what? They won the team, and it pumped them up. That's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you have to take the bullet as a head coach and stand up for your guy to say, hey, you know what? When someone messes with us and my team, I'm not going to put up with that bullshit. Bro. First off, as a coach, I completely disagree. As a high school football coach, you as a coach in general, part of his job is to protect his players. Yes, but it's also to protect his players from the dumb stuff they will do if you act like a fool. Anyways, here's the quote that Mullen said. Mullen, in his interview after the game, said this. Who who wrote this, bro? Who wrote the article that you're reading? Give me a second. Give me a second. It's like 24-7 or dogs. Some Not dogs 24-7. It's nothing dogs. Just chill out for a second. Let me get it pulled up so I say the exact thing it says. Mullen said he didn't see the controversial hit on quarterback Kyle Trask on the final play of the second quarter. He was instead looking downfield for a possible pass interference call. Mullen said he heard Trask was hit late, and he ran from the sideline because I was trying to get our players off the field. Maybe he was. What? That man was not trying to get the players off the field. So here, here, here's the deal. I don't, I don't, maybe, I don't know if he was rushing the referee in that picture, but I know that like people were mad that he was, um, I don't, I never saw on Twitter. Maybe he didn't rush the referee when he was, when he was being held back. I, that, that could have been, he was being held back from when the fight had already ensued. But, but I think people said he made it worse when he came out of the tunnel and pumped up the crowd. I think he, I think that's, I, I do think like, Okay, I can understand the emotional thing of being like, especially if, let's say, for example, he did see the hit. Sure. Let's say he saw a really bad hit on Kyle Trask and his players are getting scuffled, whatever, and he runs out there and he's emotional and he gets grabbed, all that. But the coming back out to pump up the crowd after a brawl is not a good look. Okay, here's the deal. It's not a good look. I still fucking loved it. Bro, and it would it would be like, okay, if Ed Ogeron did that, I'd be like, I believe it. But Dan, but like that's the thing is like people think Dan's so goofy, but Dan is like Dan, bro. If you go to Florida games, this man, I'm talking like, if you saw him on the sidelines, this man gets hyped. Like he he's like over there, like he'll throw his headset, he'll throw the clipboard, and like get on the bench and like hype up the crowd. Like that's stuff he does. So like to me, it's nothing new. But I'm not even – I'm not – but when I say I believe it, I'm not talking about the pumping of the crowd. I know Dan is like that kind of guy. I'm talking about the rushing out like he's going to do something. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, he rushed out on um, Derek Mason. like. But And that's also to my point of like this isn't – that's why I'm saying this isn't something that like, oh, it caught him off guard and he saw a late hit. Like he's done similar things before. 
Look, here's the deal. And I just think I, it's a bad look. I just think it's a bad look for a head coach to do that. Trent, it's a bad look for everyone that's not in the program. Sure. Like I'm saying, like my, my thing is, is like, yes, everyone outside, everyone that's not a Gator is going to want to criticize that because yes, it's, it's funny. Also, it's like, what the fuck is he doing? Yes. I, and I understand that, but here's the deal. If you're a Gator or you're a recruit or you're a fan, you love that. Like, that's as simple as that. Like, like we could flip the script and I'm sitting here and saying, yes, it was irresponsible for him to do that. But also I loved it. And also like, don't get me wrong. Like, like if he would have got, if he would have done that and then got suspended for the, the Florida Georgia game, I'd have been like, what the fuck are you doing, Dan? But he didn't. And we got off, we got off easy. I'll tell you that straight up. We got off easy for the, but we, but I knew, I knew when that stuff happened and they talked about possible uh, um, suspensions um, and fines, I knew that it was going to be limited suspensions and it, Dan Mullen was going to be on the sideline for Florida Georgia. I knew that. Lane Kiffin got fined as much as Dan Mullen did for a tweet. No, no, no. Uh, Lane Kiffin said that in the press conference. He said that in the press conference about this and then tweeted it. But like, yes, but but it's different. Dan Dan argued with a referee and no, no, he didn't swing any punches. I mean, if he swung a punch, then yes, he's suspended. So it's the same thing. Lane Kiffin disagreed and argued with the referee. Dan Mullen disagreed and argued with the referee. They both get fined $25,000. It's both the same result. So, I mean, I'm with you, but I just want to hear your take on the actual game. Um, The actual George game. Is a, George is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, by the way. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think Georgia's going to need two-plus turnovers to make it happen. Um, they're going to need some guys to step up, obviously, with injuries. Um, they're going to need to run the ball effectively so that we have Grantham packing the box, um, and then we can, you know, get man-to-man coverage and, and hit, you know, over Grant's the top. going to do that run. anyway. I know, but I'm saying like it's got to be it's got to be where we're running the ball and and he's like selling out to stop the run. Like I'm not talking about him just sending blitzes, you know. Like sure. it's got to be like it's got to be a situation where he's like, hey, they're having 12 play, 15 play drives, and that can't happen. That sort of yeah. thing. Um, and I mean like it's like you said, like if if you know anything about football, this game's pretty simple. Uh, Georgia needs to play really good defense and control the ball and um, protect the football. And they probably need to score 30 points to win this game. Um, that, that's the thing that, and that's what I'm, that's as a Florida fan, I say to myself, can Georgia score 30 points? And I think even Georgia fans are asking them that question. I think Georgia fans are asking themselves that question. I mean, I think they can. I mean, like, Georgia scored 24 points against Alabama in the first half. And then they went away from what was working in the second half and crapped the bed. Like Georgia has the ability to score 30 points. Yeah. It's just, will they? Um, it's will guys step up and, and play as well as they are able to. It's can we capitalize on opportunities and that sort of thing. My personal feeling is, is like, I don't, I don't really have a good feeling about this week. Um, I think that, I think I think that Georgia I won't say that I like I wouldn't say like oh I I think it's as 50-50 as it's been in a long time. Like I think that I really the feeling I have is that this is going to be a game where at the end of the game like it's going to come down to like the last drive. I don't feel like one team or the other one's going to pull away and I would say that I would give the edge to Florida. As far as picking a score, I have no idea, but I don't have a good feeling this week going into it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, who knows until the whistle blows. Um, 
this game's been weird in 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 the past. So I mean, I just I had the uh I had the series pulled up um on Wikipedia looking at the scores, and there are like years I'm looking at that I'm like, how is this even possible that this is like what happened? I mean like, the weirdest the weirdest game is that one game we rushed for like four hundred yards on yards on y'all when y'all were ranked until we weren't. Yes, that okay, that was um that was one of the McElwain years. Yeah, it was really um, weird. It was like maybe first or second year of McElwain. It was, it was not, it was, it was, uh, shoot, what was it? Maybe 2014. 2014. Maybe Muschamp yeah, was still it was, there. It, no, it was 2014. It was y'all won 38 to 20. And whoever, I think it was, I think Trayon Harris was playing that game. He was, and he had like five pass attempts. No, three. He yeah. complete, no, he had five attempts. He completed three of them. Yep. Um, and then there's years like, you know, uh, 2012, where y'all are ranked number three, we're ranked number 12, and we win, you know, by that's eight the, points. And that's the Jordan Reed fumble game. Jordan Reed fumbles the ball going into the end zone to score the like the go ahead touchdown. That was game time, game time, I believe. Dude, did you know there was a tie in 1969? Nice, 69. 13 to 13. I know, I'm so glad we don't do ties anymore. Like, what? So, where are you watching the game? With my parents. Dude, this is really weird, actually. Okay, so, if you go back to 2008. In 2008, Florida won, and then they won two after that. So, they won 2008, 2009, 2010. The series always goes in, like, in like wins yeah. of threes. And then Georgia won 2011, 2012, 2013. And then Florida won 2014, 2015, 2016, and now Georgia's won 17, 18, 19. Does the trend continue? Like, that's so weird. That is crazy. I've always thought that. It's like 3, 3, 3, 3, 3. Yep. That's funny. Well, hopefully history repeats itself for my sake. So, Okay, so serious, serious, like, moment. I want, I want to know – how you will feel if Georgia wins for the fourth year in a row. Like, where will you be at with Mullen and Grantham and just the whole situation? Um, I'm not going to speak about that because we're not going to lose. No, I'm just teasing. If in some crazy world we lose, um, I'm still it's hot. crazy world, like it's – like y'all are like super – I don't want to give y'all too much crazy. You're favored in the game. I know, but you're saying in a okay. Great okay, okay. Hypothetically, hypothetically, y'all would lose. And hypothetically, hypothetically, if Georgia was, um, if, if Georgia was to win, um, it's a guaranteed. It's a. I mean, I already. There is some saving grace, but I would say it's a guaranteed. Todd Grantham gets fired. Yeah. And there's some changes to. There needs to be probably, at least two changes to the staff, if not three. Yeah, uh, but I'm still. I mean, Mullen's still our guy. So yeah, I mean, but do you think do you think it puts Mullen on any kind of like, no. like maybe even like a tiny little bitty hot seat? I think it puts him on a tiny bit of hot seat if he doesn't make cha- staff changes. Yeah, that's that's the only reason I don't. Uh, that's the only way he's on a hot seat is if he doesn't make the appropriate staff changes. If if Mullen if if Florida and I'll give my perspective from if Georgia sure. loses too, but I'm just curious. If Mullen loses this year, what's the timetable on like you you need to beat Georgia within this amount of time? Like y'all aren't gonna let him lose to Georgia ten years in a row. No, 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 no. I mean, I'd say like Max, you're looking at like probably five years in a row, and then you're like, dude. so next year would be like, dude, you gotta, yeah, you gotta do something. Yeah, like next year, the year after, he it's like, yeah. come on, dude. And yeah. I don't, I mean, the way the series is going, he's gonna he's gonna get a win. Oh yeah, for sure, so, and. Was kind of my feeling coming into this year, even before we had quarterback stuff and defense. Like in a rivalry like this, you're very rarely going to have stints of four, five, six, seven year runs. Like it just, especially especially with both teams being good. Exactly, both teams are good. Both teams recruit well. Both teams have good staffs. Like it's it's just very hard to consider. I mean, and to be fair, Georgia has been a better football team. Yeah. Mullen's first two years. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. If so, Georgia yeah. loses, if Georgia loses, I think that I don't think Kirby's like on the hot seat in terms no. of like 
getting fired. But I think that people will really be like, I think it'll be a big push. Like, Hey, you need to figure this quarterback thing out. Yeah. I think that's like, I think that'll be the nail in the coffin as far as the quarterback thing goes. Yeah. Like if he loses and let's say Stetson comes out and plays bad, like doesn't have a good game, like batted ball. There was some, there was some people predicting this is the game that JT Daniels um, plays. Bro, JT Daniels is listed as third on the depth chart. Wow. Behind Dewan Mathis. Hmm. I, you know what? I, I we see Carson this every Beck year. Ain't even listed. We see this every year, and it's going to happen. Kirby's going to put uh, Dewan Mathis um, in in the rotation as a dual threat quarterback. Just so you know. Nah, I don't think so. I'm willing to bet on it. But, um, but anyways, what I was saying. So if Georgia loses this game, and Stetson has like a bad game, like it's it's like a game where you're like, dude, what is happening? We will definitely see a quarterback change the following game i think and if you don't i'll be shocked if we don't like but if you don't how how do your how do your feelings go because i think i think like right now a lot of georgia fans are thinking you know hey like you can only get so mad at kirby smart because the decisions he's made is let us oh no dude that's completely off no those georgia fans are way more upset than i am about the quarterback situation like like people on Twitter are like so annoyed by it, so frustrated by it, saying like Stetson's clearly not the guy. Like even if we lose, like we need to like get somebody else like reps or whatever. Um, and for me, I tend to lean towards coaches. Like he's a coach at that level, and he knows way more about the team and what's best for the team than I do. Sure. Um, sure. But for me, it'll be like what are we doing? Like if we're not, if Stetson doesn't give us a chance to win an SEC championship, maybe we should be figuring out, can Dewan figure it out or can JT Daniels go? You see what I'm saying? Like, but that's what, like, to me, it's kind of like championships. Then we need to be figuring these other guys out. So next year we have an idea of what we have. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like if you, if you do, you know, like for example, Georgia loses this game and Stetson Bennett is, you know, I think if honestly Georgia loses the game, regardless um, of how Stetson Bennett performs, unless even if he performs great, I still think you, your chances of winning the East are very, very small. Um, Y'all would have to lose two games. Yeah. So why not go to, why not go to another quarterback, get a younger quarterback reps, and then yep. and they and then prepare for next year? Yeah, and that's my thing is like here's the here's the deal. We have a five star quarterback coming in next year who's one of the top ranked quarterbacks in the country. He uh Brock Vandegrift plays at Prince Avenue Christian near He's Athens. not gonna start next year though. No, I'm not saying he is or yeah. he isn't. I'm just saying we have that guy coming in. All we can know about him is this film. For these guys. We need to, for next fall, to know what these guys are like in a game so that next year when that kid steps on campus, we can have an idea of what the pecking order is. We don't need to wait until next year to start figuring this quarterback thing out again. We don't need to wait till the spring. It needs to be now. Bro, how funny would that be if Stetson, you know how every every player can can uh, still play next season? How funny would that be if he plays next season and Kirby starts him? Bro. <laughs> Uh, that'd be funny dude i this we can talk about this i more. want you to know i want you to know that i think i think jake Fromm really screwed kirby smart over bad by going to the nfl and this is and this is why i say that but that's kirby's fault no hold on hold on hold on when jacob eason got hurt and Jake Fromm was playing well, and Jacob Eason came back, what did Kirby do? Fromm. Committed to Fromm. When Justin Fields was on campus and people were calling for Fromm to not be the starter, what did Kirby do? Fromm. Okay. So my point is, Kirby Smart committed to Fromm at times when the whole entire world thought he should turn on. And then he decided to go to the draft early. But here's the deal. Kirby knew it, and so did Fromm. That I don't think so, man. From from would have had would have dropped off again. There would have not had a great. I mean, whether you think or you think you, you think don't that, think from would have had a better year with a different offensive coordinator. 
He could have, but it was a mystery. That's Bro, my point. No, y'all have this. Fromm was a projected. Fromm Fromm was a, a was projected a first round pick, and some some had him as the first pick of the draft the year before, and then he went and played. So my point is, is that who knows what it could have? He could not be in the NFL right now. If he would have, I mean, he could have risen his draft stock. He could not be in the NFL. But the deal is, he's in the NFL. He's on the Buffalo Bills, and it is what it is. So if you're Fromm, you're not regretting the decision. I'm not saying he's regretting his decision. I'm saying you're saying because Kirby Kirby had his back that he should have Kirby's. Yes. And I think Kirby thought that Fromm would be back for this season. I don't I think Kirby told Fromm to leave. I don't. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't I mean, we're never gonna know. That's just not the way, like to be fair, and to be fair, we both know this, and then we can we can and well, this is what I'll say. Kirby Smart clearly commits to a quarterback. Like, he clearly doesn't like making a change. Like, to him, who the quarterback is is a vital part of the offense and how it operates, and it's better to have consistency. So my thought is that probably isn't just true of in a season. That's probably true of – Dan Mullen's the same way, by the way. Oh, I believe it. I'm, but the I'm, difference – my, my thing is the difference is, is Dan Mullen commits to a quarterback, Felipe Franks, for example, over Kyle Trask. And then Felipe went got injured, so it helped him there. Yeah, I I think Dan Mullen and I think there's reports Dan Mullen actually believed Kyle was a better quarterback than Felipe, but Felipe was a better leader. Yeah, uh, and had better. Hey, tandems. Felipe's been kind of balling out this year. Yes, he he's been doing good. But the thing is, it's like that's another that's another thing that I, whether you're going to give him credit for it or not, just so you know, Felipe would have not nearly been would have not been nearly as good as he is with Arkansas without development under Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, that's a different. And that's his specialty. So, of course, and you agree with this. I know you do. Dan Mullen is a phenomenal quarterback developer. Yes, but let me just say this, and you can go back. Derek, I want you to listen to this. We can go back and check the tape in the first week's episode of this season after Arkansas-Georgia. This boy Parker said, man, she really shows how bad Felipe Franks is without Dan Mullen, doesn't it? But now Felipe Franks been balling out. Okay, but he is not he's not as good with but earlier this what this is probably his best season ever. No, his best season ever was last year when he threw 60% completion, had 35 touchdowns and are are not last year the year before where he had 35 touchdowns and eight interceptions. Bro. Bro. Felipe is not having a better year this year than he did in um then I'll pull up the stats real quick. I'm computer, bro, I'm pulling up the stats. My computer's about to die, so we need to wrap this up with Felipe, but give me a sec. Right. Felipe Frank's 2018 stats. Here we go. His rating versus the conference right now is 149.2. He's got 66% uh percentage completion. All right. So Felipe Franks, Felipe Franks in 2018 had 35 total touchdowns, six interceptions, six interceptions with a QBR of, or with a rating of of uh, 143.2. Bro, he's on track to have a better season this year. Um. With 2,500 2, yards and 35 total touchdowns. I mean, okay, well, if he does, then he does. But but guess what? He would have not nearly had the season he's had versus – I mean, Felipe had bad games under Mullen as well. No, he did. He did. I just like messing with you because earlier this year you're like, he sucks now that he's got, got Mullen with Of course him. I'm going to say that in his first game when he plays bad. I mean, what do you want me to say? Fuck you. Santa, hey, look at Nick Fitzgerald when Dan Mullen left. That man went to a bum. So get out of here. All right, look, hey, deep down in my heart, I still have love for you, but just know that I'm not going to talk to you until Oh, bro, you do not listen to me. I'm not talking to you until Sunday. Bro, I was about to say, listen to me, and I mean this with all sincerity. Do not text me before Sunday morning. I can't, okay. Do not call me. Don't ask me about swing sets. Don't. No way. I do need to know about that swing set. I'm tell- that swing set can wait till Sunday. All right. Well, you better have an answer for me on Sunday. Hey, you got a score sets. prediction? Um, I don't know if I necessarily have a score prediction. I hate doing this crap. 
I'll tell you this. I do feel Florida will win this year. Okay. okay. Um, but I don't feel comfortable giving this score. I'm gonna Just say this. I'm gonna say Florida wins 37-32. Wow. Weird score. Yep. I think I think both teams will get over 30. I think Georgia will be able to run the ball. It'll force Grantham to pack the box. And then I think, like game managers do, off a of play action, Stetson will be able to throw it. Hmm. I do think this game will not be that high scoring because I think that time of possession is going to be a major thing. And um, I actually believe – well, we'll see. So – what? Guess what? What? All this talking – all this conjecture and predictions. Hey, all this, all hey, this day, nothing. You know, we both know this about the game. Hey, 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 listen, and and Saturday sets the precedent for the next 365 days, baby. Oh gosh. <laughs> Honestly, I'm way more nervous about the three, the next 365 than I am about Saturday. <laughs> and this is why, because I'm like the nicest winner that there's ever been and you are not <laughs> i will say this i will say this because you're so nice and you have shown it bro a couple years ago when we first started becoming friends and like being close and talking about football i texted you after georgia beat florida and was like hey bud sorry it went so bad like i know it sucks and what did i say i don't know I don't know what you're going to be like in a win because I know what you're like when we lose to another team. So I can only imagine what you're like if we lose to Florida. All right. So this is how you I'll be. Literally, when we lost to Alabama in the national championship, you literally called Austin Strickland and cheered over the over speakerphone with him because we lost. Bro, I fucking, you would have thought I won the national championship that night. That's how excited I was. That's so bad. All right, well, look, this is the thing. You'll get a text from me Saturday night that says, hey, man, good game. I'm sorry that y'all lost. I know it I said sucks. don't text me till Sunday morning. Uh, okay, I'll text you at 12. I'll text you at 12 then. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that. Right. <laughs> You're funny. All right, bro. All right, man. All right. Talk to you Sunday. Yep. Go dogs. See you, bud.